It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's show, our buddy Matt Moscona, host of Locked On LSU, caught up with Cole Kublik from Jocks FM and the SEC Network, talking a number of topics from around the SEC. We'll let you hear what Cole had to say, and we will go around the conference as Kirby Smart gives an update again on his quarterbacks. Updates from Ole Miss, LSU, and Missouri. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. Georgia has been without their quarterback, JT Daniels, for the last couple weeks. He's played in just three games this year. His last appearance coming over a month ago. Stetson Bennett, he's done a nice job filling in at the quarterback spot. But the big question comes, what will happen when JT Daniels comes back? Kirby Smart has said that he will use both quarterbacks when healthy. But will he primarily stick with Bennett the rest of the way or give JT Daniels the rest of the reps? We will see. According to Kirby Smart talking with the media yesterday, said JT Daniels has appeared healthy in practice in the lead-up to the cocktail party against Florida this Saturday. Talking with the athletic Seth Emerson, Kirby said he's done a good job. I wouldn't say there's been a lot of limitations. So, will we see JT Daniels this weekend? Will it be a mix of both quarterbacks? We'll wait till Saturday to see. Speaking of Georgia, their wide receiver core has been pretty banged up this season. Arian Smith, Jermaine Burton, and Marcus Rosemey St. Jack have been some of the wide receivers that have been injured. According to Kirby, he says they all should see time against the Gators this Saturday. One other injury note to wide receiver. Kirby said wide receiver Justin Robinson suffered an injury to his hamstring. No word on how long he will be out. Georgia and Florida will kick off at 3.30 Eastern from Jacksonville on Saturday with the game airing on CBS. Over at Ole Miss, their offensive lineman Ben Brown has unfortunately played for the final time as a member of the Rebels. He posted the news on Instagram yesterday afternoon. He said, it's with great sadness. I must announce I have played my last game as an Ole Miss Rebel. I suffered a complete tear of my distal bicep tendon in the fourth quarter of the Tennessee game. I never imagined my time as an Ole Miss player would end so abruptly. Brown does figure to be a potential NFL draft selection in the spring. Alabama fans having some fun on social media as I think it's their game against LSU next week. They are uh, A lot of LSU fans are returning some of their allotment of tickets on the November 6th game in Tuscaloosa, and they unleashed a bunch of comments on social media, things like Roll Tide What?, Ouch, making their butts quick two weeks before the game. Look, LSU fans are not happy with what they saw from their program this past weekend against Ole Miss. Not having much confidence going into Tuscaloosa next week. Uh, who could blame them? So, uh, bye week for both Bama and LSU this week. Chance that that game is an 11 a.m. game next week on ESPN. 
when has Alabama LSU ever been an 11 a.m. game uh, in recent history, the last 20 years? It seems like it's always been a night game on CBS, so it just kind of tells you where LSU is as a program currently. Over at Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz of the Tigers, they have not had much success this season, but coming out of their bye week, the Tigers are 3-4, and four, and they have a road trip to Vanderbilt this weekend. Coach Eli Drinkwitz said they got to get better quarterback play. He said, we have, we've got all the faith in the world in our quarterback, Connor Bazelak, but we also know we have to improve. Bazelak has thrown for 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns, but seven interceptions and completing 67% of his passes. If he could show some improvement down the stretch, then Missouri will win a couple more games and push for bowl eligibility. How crazy is that? Everybody was so high on what Eli Drinkwitz did a year ago at Missouri, and now we're talking about just trying to get to a bowl game. We'll see how he does against Vanderbilt this weekend. Over at LSU, Miles Brennan, we know, was supposed to be LSU's starter this year. That changed when he broke his arm a few weeks before the season, and then Max Johnson became the starter. But this past weekend, Johnson was not very good for LSU. He gave way to true freshman Garrett Nussmeyer, who should look pretty well in his appearance. But for the time being, the job will remain John, uh, Max Johnson's for now. Ed Ogeron said he was looking to give him a break and give Nussmeyer some time. Coach O said yesterday, Max is still our starting quarterback. If there's a chance to get Garrett in there and get him some quality reps, we will do that. As for Miles Brennan, it looks like a timeline for return remains a bit further down the road. Ogeron had originally said maybe they could get him back for the Alabama game. He said, I don't think he's ready to practice right now, and I don't expect him back next week. So probably won't see Miles Brennan this season for LSU. And lastly, Alabama's Bryce Young and Ole Miss's Matt Corral, the two front runners for the Heisman Trophy currently. But that's not the only award that they will be looking to win after the season. Young and Corral among the 40 quarterbacks named to the Davey O'Brien quarterback class of 2021, making them eligible to win the trophy. Each FBS conference had at least two, two quarterbacks named to the class. Uh, there was a group of 40 named now. The list will be cut down to 16 semifinalists. On the list of 40, the SEC has eight quarterbacks making the list, and they are, of course, Mackerel and Bryce Young, but others on the list, Will Rogers, Bo Nix, Hendon Hooker, K.J. Jefferson, and Will Levis. So, obviously, all those guys having pretty nice seasons at their respective schools. And there you have it. That is Around the Conference. I want to thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day when we return We'll hear a little bit from Cole Kublik from the SEC Network and Jocks FM. Hear what he has to say about the current state of the SEC and some of the teams coming out of last week heading into this week. That is next. Need to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. Of course, if you're a college football fanatic and you haven't tried Prize Picks yet, what are you waiting for? Go check them out. They are a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They got all star players of the Power Five as well as mid majors. You might not not even have ever heard of. Prize Picks even offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, interceptions thrown. Go check them out right now. And when you make your first deposit, if you've never used them before, when you use our promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N, you'll receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Go check them out right now. PrizePicks.com. Use their award-winning app on both the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. 
and their uh, prize picks is safe, and they offer fast withdrawals as well. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. And we told you earlier, our buddy uh, Matt Moscona, host of Locked On LSU, host of 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. He does a weekly segment with Cole Kublik from the SEC Network and ESPN, Jocks FM, and really cool stuff. They talk all things SEC every week, so we figured we'd let you guys hear a little bit of their conversation with Cole Kublik and Matt Moscona. Here's a little bit of Cole. Matt asked him, uh, thoughts on LSU looking so poor this past week in their game against Ole Miss this past weekend? Uh, it, was, it was an odd game because you, you go into that one knowing the success that you've recently had on the ground against a team that had allowed a lot of people to have success on the ground and you just couldn't replicate it, couldn't get close to it. And I do think that, you know, if you, I, I'm not going to completely lock in on the run game because I do think a portion of that was dictated by the score. And once you've got you know, a couple of minutes into the third quarter, they're, they're probably, you, you knew there wasn't a lot of room to say, all right, we're going to p- try to play ground and pound here with this team that notoriously the last couple of years hadn't been able to stop anybody on the ground. So that being said, it still just looked, it, it just looked, didn't look right. I mean, the offensive line, just the, the continuity, not there, you know, pass protection outside anything, anything that was less than six or seven, man, just wasn't going to get, wasn't going to keep anybody at bay. And then same thing in the run game. Defensively, you know, this guy's – I mean, it's fundamental stuff. Guys setting the edge. Guys keeping contained. You know, uh, having an understanding of how to leverage guys to get them to the ground. Leverage ball carriers to get them to the ground. Just It's like all that just went out. So, I, I didn't think a lot of the play calling was terrible. But a lot of the execution and a lot of the awareness of – what exactly was taking place just seemed to take a step back. Next up, Matt asked Cole, can Ole Miss run the table the rest of the way this season and finish 11-1? and one? Oh, can they? Yeah, absolutely they can because you got a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback who is making great decisions this year. Uh, I think when you watch Matt Corral play, the most impressive part of what he's doing right now is not playing high-risk football. You know, I, I think a lot of people believe, Matt, that it's pump fakes, that he just, he's giving these hard pumps. But what I really think it is is just him wanting to do something and then very quickly having the realization that, no, don't take that risk. No, don't do that. And it's been great for his team. It's been great for him. If you look at the passing numbers, they're actually down a little bit the last few games. Now they've had success on the ground. He had to get it done with his legs against Tennessee. Obviously, you had Ely and Connor do a lot of the heavy lifting this week against LSU, but he's playing very efficient football 
And offensively, when they need to turn it up, when they need to crank it up, when they need to go downfield, they had the capability to do that. So yeah, I was really surprised to see Auburn open as a point-and-a-half favorite. Um, but I think it's a bad matchup for Ole Miss. I think with the way Auburn has been sort of mixing up the run game, using formations, using bonus bigs, along with Hunter and Big B, you know, they, they have the ability to control the clock, to control possession. But then at the same time, they also have numbers on the back end with Smoke Monday, Roger McCreary, Donovan Kaufman. Like they, they have bodies that are capable on the back end. And just a ton of teams that Ole Miss is going to play, they don't really offer that. Um, you know, we see what A&M's doing. A- A&M right now is climbing. They're getting healthy. You know, they get Chapman back at receiver. It looks like Cup's going to be able to help at tight end. The offensive line's kind of set. Calzada's got more reps under his belt. Like, they're a group that's coming on right now. I would not be surprised to see them finish strong. That will still be a tough test. But if you're looking for a weakness on that Texas A&M team, it might be at corner. And if you can neutralize their pass rush or their D-line, you might be able to find some success down the field. Go back and kind of look at Alabama. And, you know, they didn't have a lot of success up front, but they were able to get some things done down the field. So they absolutely could run the table. Mississippi State still just – the weirdest team in college football. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get from them every week. And then, you know, the Liberty game looked like a lot of fun and something that was going to be all crazy and bananas. And, you know, listen, you get an early kick there in Oxford, that probably helps Liberty a little bit because the folks aren't as, as, as crazy. But they're just not what we thought they were going to be going into the season. They're, just, they're not what they were last year. Malik Willis is still great. But I don't think they have enough around him to go win that football game. Anything could happen. But can they? Absolutely. Will they? I think it's about a coin toss right now because there are some tough matchups. Every Ole Miss game from here on out is winnable. I would say there are three on the schedule that are losable. Don't doesn't mean they'll lose all of them, yeah. but also wouldn't be surprised if they dropped one of them. We'll be more from Cole Kublick with Matt Moscona. Matt asked him, uh, why does Texas A&M look like such a different team now in the season than they did in the early part of the season where they lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State? Well, the first thing, Matt, is just health. And I, I, I was talking to Jimbo on the field before the game, and we were just, I mean, just kind of BSing a little bit. And, you know, I said, we're going back and forth about this guy looks good, this guy's coming on. And I was like, Coach, it's amazing. And I'm just going to kind of share this with you, Matt. A lot of people don't realize when you lose certain positions, that's not equal to having someone injured somewhere else. And I don't care really how good the player is. Like, when LSU loses Keyshawn Boutte, yes, that is massively impactful. That changes things. Things become different. That that obviously sets your team back. But, I mean, like, I don't really care if you have Tyler Linderbaum in Iowa or if you have Cole Kubik at Auburn. When you lose your center, that's very difficult to overcome. Yeah. And all of a sudden, things are different because of everything that goes into what that position has to do. When you lose your center and your quarterback, you're almost rebuilding your offense because who's the vocal leader? Who's the verbal leader? Who's the identifier? Like who, all of a sudden, who's the brains of the operation? Because, you know, that's usually about a 60-40-70-30 split on who knows everything and designates everything that's going to happen. They're out. And if those other guys could handle it the same way, well, they'd probably be in, and they're not. So... Having those two guys dinged up, they didn't have Michael Clemens early in the season. You know, he had to come back from his off-the-field issue. And then, you know, you had to – I mean, they literally played 13 different offensive line lineups in the first five games of the season. 
Mm. Well, now they kind of have that set. You know, they got Jameer back at left tackle. Kenyon's back at left green. You are what you are at center. Matthews is not coming back. Layden Robinson's healthy at right guard. And now all of a sudden you know that, that Fatherly's going to be your guy at right tackle. So you just kind of go with that. Well, having your offensive line solidified, having a quarterback that you know is going to be the guy, having a center now that you know is going to be the guy, you can begin to build around that a little bit. And, I mean, some guys, the light switch has just sort of come on. Like, I didn't think Weidermeyer played good ball the first four or five, first three or four games. Last three games, he's played really well, especially the last two. So, some guys are just sort of stepping it up a little bit. But I think being healthy is the key. And knowing what your lineup is going to look like is maybe even more critical. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll hear some more from Cole Kublik. That's coming up right after this. Built Bar, still the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you guys haven't tried a Built Bar by now, well, you are missing out. What are you waiting for? They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. It doesn't taste like chalk. It doesn't taste waxy or any of those other weird, uh, awkward-tasting flavors that you get when you try other protein bars. Built Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience one that you will enjoy, and in fact, you will swear you are eating a candy bar. Built Bar's low in carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein, and all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors from the mint brownie, my favorite, coconut almond, raspberry, uh, double chocolate, cherry barcia. There's something for everybody, and this month, Built Bar is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so go check out their website. Uh, often, you don't want to miss out. What they are giving you, go to built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCK15. If you've never ordered from them before, you'll get a 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off over at built.com. And as always, we are presented by our friends over at betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of uh, basketball season, NBA underway, college basketball about to be underway, and they got more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all things basketball and football. Head on over to their website. You can do so on your mobile device or your desktop computer, your laptop, whatever. Sign up today. If you've never signed up before, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll receive that welcome bonus, 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, uh, baseball playoffs, World Series right now. All of it is there for you to take advantage of. Don't wait to uh, get on there and see all the amazing offers available for the, this, uh, the rest of this season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Right along here, locked on SEC, and uh, playing for you a little bit of Cole Kublik from the SEC Network and ESPN Jocks FM Weekly. He jumps on with our buddy Matt Moscona, host of Locked On LSU, and uh, on his radio show 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. And I can hear a little bit of what Cole Kublik says. We think he's one of the best minds out there when it comes to talking all things SEC. And here was Cole asked, are you surprised that Auburn is a home favorite over Ole Miss this weekend? They opened as a one-point favorite. And now that line is up to three. A lot of money coming in on Auburn. Everybody thinking they're going to pull off the the big win over Ole Miss being at home. Auburn a three-point favorite over the Rebels? A little surprised? I mean, I know they're at home. 
And like I said, I know it's, it's, a, it's a pretty bad matchup, but let's just say let's just say Ole Miss gets two explosive plays in the first eight or nine minutes of that game. Like, does anyone feel good about Auburn playing from behind in that kind of a game? Right. So, I mean, that's why it's it's a weird one. And I know they're probably looking for everybody to load up on Ole Miss. I get that. But if anything, I thought that thing would be moving the other direction. All right. Matt uh, also asked Cole about – is there a chance for a team like, you know, we talked about Ole Miss being able to run the table. Is there a chance for a team like Kentucky to finish the season strong, run off a bunch of wins, and maybe finish 11-1? and one? Here was Cole Kublik. You're talking about teams, Matt, that have an opportunity at something special, and you, you kind of pointed out Ole Miss and just what lays ahead. I mean, you look at this Kentucky schedule, and this is something that we talked about going into the season. This is the end of sort of their helltober. And, you know, you, you look at the gauntlet that they had to run mm-hmm. with Florida, with LSU, Georgia, and now you kind of exhale. And especially with how they managed it, I mean, we all we all figured they were going to go down to Georgia. Like I said on the LSU broadcast, and Tom tried to throw me under the bus, like <laughs> we said in our production meeting, he wanted to get into Georgia and Kentucky and preview that if the, if the game was out of hand late. And I'm like, well, there's not a lot to preview, really. Like, they ain't winning that game, so you guys can spend as much time on it as you want, but I don't really think it's worthy. That's nothing against Kentucky. It's just Mm -hmm. that was a really bad matchup. I mean, Georgia is the best in the nation at what Kentucky does well, and that's punching you in the face. So what's your counterpunch to that? Kentucky doesn't have a lot to really deal with it. So I didn't think it was really worth talking about, but now that they're sitting here in the home stretch – of that absolute gauntlet of a schedule. And if they can find a way to get this one, it's a tough place to play. It's obviously a weird matchup. They dominated this game last year. Brad White had a great plan for it last year. But you mentioned it, a chance to fish special and have some sort of a special season. I mean, you can pass this one. Yeah, Tennessee can move the ball, but that's a game that Kentucky should win at home. Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, at Louisville, who I guess showed a little bit of life with the win over the weekend uh, against NC State, but still, like I, they absolutely can win those last four games. The Tennessee game a little more complicated than we thought it was going to be, but Mark Stoops, just like Lane Kiffin, is sitting here on the doorstep of an 11-win regular season, and you just you got to find a way to get your guys up. You got to find a way to keep your guys motivated. You can't have what happened to Penn State over the weekend and be looking ahead to another game. But both of those teams have a real chance. That's why I think the last month of this season is going to be so much fun. And it really, honestly, after this weekend with Florida, it kind of has nothing to do with Alabama and Georgia. But you think about some of those other games like Auburn Ole Miss, Ole Miss Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You look at Kentucky-Tennessee, now looks pretty cool. This Kentucky State game this weekend gets a little bit bigger. Like There are going to be a lot of games like that that help us determine – you know, who could finish maybe with a double-digit win season or a historic one-loss season, which some of these teams hadn't had in a really long time. It's going to be fun to watch. Lastly, Matt asked Cole, what are you hearing the latest on the LSU head coaching search and their opening and some of the big names that are being thrown around there? Top five job in college football that everyone's going to have interest, that there are a lot of guys that we may not expect that are going to want it, but... I think there are a lot of people like me that say, would you leave that job for LSU right now? Uh, I think Jimbo Fisher kind of falls into that category. You know, we keep hearing Dabo, you're going to leave Clemson for that job right now? 
I mean, under normal circumstances, yes, there are only maybe two to four other jobs in college football that you would absolutely say, I'm not leaving here to go take that job. But with some of the uncertainties ahead, mainly from an administrative standpoint, I think it's fair to say there are certain guys that would normally be a lot to leave where they are for that job that may sort of think twice because they don't know exactly what lies ahead from an LSU athletic department perspective. And again, Cole Kublik from the SEC Network, SEC Network, uh, ESPN, Jocks FM, joining our buddy Matt Moscona weekly on his show on 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. And, of course, Matt, great host of Locked On LSU. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Locked On SEC. We appreciate you guys for making us your first listen every day. And now go make your second listen. We just mentioned our buddy Matt Moscona hosts Locked On LSU. You can hear his podcast. You can check out Locked On Razorbacks, Locked On Gators, Locked On Bulldogs. Got tons of podcasts covering all your favorite SEC teams right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Tons of stuff more to get into as we head into week nine of the SEC. We'll talk to you guys then. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day